Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. I want to read a scripture which concludes everything what we are going to do here. And that is, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And I think that's the conclusion of the whole service at the end, is that we can conclude that God is good and that his love will endure forever. And I really, really want you to feel uh, that you're part of the stories we are going to tell. And the interviews, it's all about that person at that moment. But God is an inclusive God and God is a good God and God is a God who loves you. So I want you to be uh, feel you, that you feel hope and, yeah. and faith that your situation where you are in, that it will be a good situation because God is good and he is inclusive. So we want you to feel and go home like, oh, yes, God has something in store for me. If he is doing it for that person, he will do it for me. That's great. So don't leave this building and don't just listen, yeah. but lean in and, and just... Get a grip of what God will say to you yeah. in your situation, okay? So it is an active service. It's not s- sitting back, but lean in, like Pastor Lisby said <laughs> yes. a few weeks ago if you were here. <laughs> so, but we're okay, going to so sit down, though. Sit. So um, maybe we can show some pictures of our dream team. We are very thankful for everyone who is part of our dream team. I think Woo! it's every one of you. Yes, thank you so much for what you're doing. But we also want to highlight our office team. Like we've got 30 people, almost 30 people working here in the office voluntarily. And we want to thank you. And if you are interested and have some free hours in a week, you are invited to help in the office. I mean, it's really fun. It's really fun. Because last week we celebrated my my early birthday and it was so much fun. I was like... Yeah, you yes. got a, I got a, I got a, a gift. A gift. I was, I'm so happy with the gift. Nice. But it's so much fun, and, and, and we believe that, that you can use your gift to help the church, build the church, because yeah. it's built on so many people. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight the office team and all the Dream Team people. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, and, yeah. and a special guy we want to celebrate. Yes, I think he's here. Is he here? Rick. I cannot see it. Rick. Rick. Oh, I think he's in the hallway because I okay. saw him there. So uh, we have a picture of Rick and Fabian that I took very sneaky this morning. I asked them, can you, can you guys please pose for me? Because, you know, serving is not only serving. You know, you will build relationships with each other like really solid friendships and i just wanted to highlight these two champions they're amazing they work hard but also it's a nice relationship they have you know so uh thank you rick thank you fabian for what you're doing you guys are champions all week long yeah having lunch and coffee also we do that as stuff it's awesome we drink coffee yeah we drink coffee have breakfast but we work hard Yes. So, so if you are a person who wants to be included in that team, just, just come to us and yeah. we will make sure you've got something to do. <laughs> yes. So, cool. Chelsea, um, we are going to oh. interview Chelsea and Chelsea's coming up. Um, yes, let's welcome Chelsea on stage. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there she goes with her mic. 
Jesse. Hello. <laughs> so I wanted to introduce you. That was the planning, but I thought Inton knows you the best. Uh, I see you every Wednesday because she's in the office team. But um, just introduce her. Yeah, so this is Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea has been a part of our church for eight years already. Um, and she's just amazing. She's part of our, our own group. And she's just so generous with her time and also with giving love to everyone. And you're just a ball of fun. Thank you. We did karaoke last Friday for my birthday. Yes. It was so much fun. So, yes, Chelsea. So you, share, you shared a story in our group, and I was just a bit intrigued. And I really thought that this is what some people need to hear. Um, yeah, because it's been a long process. But it's, been, it's a beautiful story. So a couple of years ago, you were like super sad and it was yeah. not a great time. No. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So in my early 20s, I fell into a depression. And yeah, it was not a good time. Um, a lot of chronic sadness. And it was just this vicious cycle of sadness. I was sad and I didn't know why anymore. Because I was sad because I was sad. And... I tried to enjoy things, I tried to do fun stuff, but it was just really hard to enjoy life. And yeah, so I was really sad. I skipped all my classes, my friends were like, where are you? And I just was sad at home, being sad and crying. Yeah, yeah it was not a fun time. No. So when did you have that God moment? When did, God, when did you let God in? So it was... Christmas 2014, I remember it very clearly that it was Christmas, because I remember Jesus was born, so I was like, there is new life, yeah. I, ha I can start anew, there is new life in Jesus, and um, I, he gave me hope, and, right. yeah. and I didn't have to do it alone, that acknowledgement helped me, because I just saw myself in this deep, dark well, and I was sitting there, looking up. Knew, I knew that I would climb out one day, but I just couldn't find the energy to climb up, so I just sat there. But he gave me hope to climb out, but I knew I had to take my time. I had a lot of resting stops, a lot of fallbacks, but I had hope. Oh, that's great. So it's a process. So you wrote something to yeah. yourself. I wrote something in the beginning of 2016 to myself, and it was dare to dream again, to hope, to strive, be happy, love God. Don't worry, he will give you everything you need and more. And if you feel like giving up again, that's okay. Take the time that you need, there's always a better tomorrow. And then later in August of that year, I wrote to myself, I'm doing better. I'm slowly daring to dream again, trying to excel a bit more, trying to thrive and not just survive. It's all for him, all because of him, and all thanks to him. Wow. Oh, that's so yeah. powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Wow. And maybe you don't know it or you don't see it, but... Actually, Chelsea is a, um, a school dentist. Yes, like right. at the primary school. Mm. You, do you want to tell us a story about this job? Yes. So, slowly, I wanted to try to excel more in work as well. 
But it was really hard because there was so much self-doubt. And during my time at university, I constantly felt like I was underachieving. So everything I did wasn't good enough. So that just made me really insecure. But I managed to graduate with my peers, took a long vacation, <laughs> and started working in a normal practice. And after half a year of just working in normal practice, I applied for a job as a school dentist in Amsterdam. And um, yeah, I was so afraid because it meant a lot of more responsibilities than my previous job. For one, being an employer at 23 years old. But, and I was thinking all these worst case scenarios, like what if I can't do this? What if it all falls apart? What, I, what if I fall flat on my face? What if, what if, what if? So actually um, for my second job interview, I thought of refusing the job. Just saying, no, sorry, I don't think I can do this. Can you find someone else, please? <laughs> but then I was like, no, please, just for the first time in your life, don't be afraid. Because yeah, I was afraid all my life as a kid. I, I was such a scared kid. So, yeah. And I also believe that, um, wait, I remembered that God can show his glory in my weakness. Yeah. So even though I didn't believe I could do it, I believe that he could. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I have this Bible first that I hold on to. It's from Isaiah 41, verse 13. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing this. And also, fun fact, she just got engaged this week. <laughs> so Chelsea, how did, how did church um, help you in this journey? And, and group, because yeah. you also went to group, right? It's like an anchor for me. I don't always know that it's there. But it, yeah, it grounds me, it helps me to stay close to Jesus. And sometimes I float away, but then it pulls me back right to the right place. And, so. and what would you say to people who, were, who are sitting here and maybe are, are feeling the same sad feelings or fighting depression? What would, you, what would you advise them to do? Hang in there, have hope. It's, healing is not overnight. Healing is a process. And know that God is a compassionate God. He will always be with you. He will always support you. He will understand you. So, yeah. Really good. We love Chelsea, right? Yes. Yeah, and I, I, really, I really love the fact that um, I did not know that. When, when I was reading the story, she said, I'm uh, fighting fear. Um, and fear is something that's, that's a thing in my life always. Um, and I'm really proud on you that you are fighting that fear yeah. and that Jesus is your number one yeah. and not fear. So yes. just give her an applause and, and thank you. Wow, what an amazing story. But we're not finished yet. No, no, we're no. We're not finished yet. So I'm going to sit next to you again. So um, we got a story from a couple in this church, 
and they really have a God story. Yeah, I'm, I'm see. I'm was looking if the baby is here, but oh, the, the miracle baby. No, no, oh, only no. the dad is here. So Carsten, <laughs> this is about Carsten Bachford and his wife Christelle and their miracle baby, Caden. So I'm gonna read it out what they sent to us because it's just so encouraging, right? So we have, well, not me. This is about Kristen Kirsten. We have been married since July 20, 2015. From the start of our relationship, like most of us, we were wanting to extend our family by having a little one. Depending on the people you're surrounded with, this sounds like a natural push on the button thingy to do. Even we thought some, somewhat the same. Um, um, let's start this after integration of Christelle in the Netherlands. Nothing happened. The push on the button did not work out. As part of our daily prayers, we, we gave having a newborn more and more priority. But still, over time, nothing was happening. We both were thinking, what's wrong with us? All medical tests are positive. We are praying endless to God to give us a child and nothing is happening. What else can we do? Why is God not answering our question? We decided to include more people around us to help us in our prayer request. Also to speak out to have someone you can talk to. We kept having faith and knowing that God's time is always the best. We removed negative thoughts. Just a few months later, Christelle felt pregnant and our son Caden was born healthy on December 3rd. That's so amazing! Where is the photo? Oh, look at that. I'm in front of the photo. It's so cute. Look how cute. And Monique held him last week for yes. so long. His first time. We had a first time, our baby. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Very cute. Yes. Yeah. So miracles do happen still. Yeah, they yes. are happening in church. Yes. So this is the place where you need to be to get your miracle or your breakthrough. Yeah. And you need to bring your friends. Yeah. And that's why that we are note. going to invite Sipke and Quincy. Woo! Come on! Yay! Yeah, yeah this is good. This is good. So, um, Sipka, um, yes. I thought, okay, Sipka, Sipka <laughs> is our youth pastor. And I think he wants to... The church, good seal. Yeah, it's good, huh? Eh? Yeah. Good people, right? So, so we thought maybe we want to give you a little bit of time to just share something about C3 Youth. Yes. That's, that's a dangerous that, thing. What do you say? To youth? give the youth pastor some time to talk. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the I, I stop you. Uh, so, okay. so I learned. Sure. I learned. No, so, we've... so if I did the first service, I will stop you. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Honestly, we had such a great year this good. year. So proud of all of our guys. Next to me is one of the, one of our heroes. He'll he'll share some some of his story uh, of, of of this year. But um, what I what I absolutely love about C3 Youth is that all the youth are actually proud of what we're doing. Wow. So I think the church should be a city on a hill and a lamp on a lampstand. Yeah. But that's impossible if everyone's trying to hide it. Like, oh, that's my church. But <laughs> so um, so we try to make fun. F- of make church fun and powerful and it seems to start working which is great so people are inviting so um as pastor steve mentioned our uh, our uh, community events uh, at buurthuis gein at the community center here in zuidhuis um we don't even market it but 
recently we, we had like five visitors turning up because wow. the youth is just bringing people. And, and, and that's just so good to see. The same when we put on big events, like we had uh, Flame Force Block Party with David the Foss. Wow. Uh, that, was, uh, that was early November here. We, we marketed it like crazy, and we had crazy cool stuff on uh, for, for youth to bring people. And they did. We, we had over 30 people uh, that never come to church here that night, and most of them actually made a decision to find Christ, uh, accept Christ in their heart and found Christ. So, um, so that, is, that is really cool, and I'm really thankful of what God is doing there, that it's just, it's working. It's unity, it's growing, it's healthy, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah, we, we really appreciate all the time and energy you put into the, to the young guys. I'm really looking forward to work with them. Because You're I know welcome. they are going to serve here in the service. Oh, that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll grow up so, one day. Yeah, yeah. I, I see the future. I don't, I don't. <laughs> the future is bright. I want to keep them, but... Uh. Quincy. Um, Anton, are you going to interview yeah, now? I'll, yeah, I'll that's nice. Just yeah. Yeah, go for it. So, Quincy, it's great you're here. Yeah. Um, so, um, you brought some people into church, right? Into youth. So, how many people did you invite to church or to youth? So, I have been to, uh, to church for about two and a half years, and I actually just started inviting people to church after I got baptized. I got baptized a couple months after I got here, like half a year or something. And right after I got baptized, I had the feeling that I wanted to invite people to church because I love being here and I love, you know, the people, the vibes, everything about church is amazing to me. So, I have brought about four, four of my friends alone. But let's look from a different perspective. Like, two of the four friends that I brought to church brought their own friends from their schools. Oh, like, wow, they're not Christian. So one of my friends brought four of his own friends to church wow. from school, which yeah. weren't, and they weren't Christian at all. And one of my friends brought only one of her friends uh, to church. So I have brought about nine friends at church in total. That's amazing. That's so good. I mean, you need to to have the courage to do that. So do you have any advice for us all to bring our friends to church? What would you advise us Um, to do? Well, what I did is just I told them how amazing our church is (laughs) and how much fun stuff we did here. And, like, I told them, for example, that everyone here is so nice Everything that we do is so much fun, like the youth events, we have so much fun games, a lot of good worship during the services, everything about, you know, for youth is like amazing to me. So I told them uh, what we did here at church. So, yeah, and I, um, yeah, um, I just told them how amazing our church is. And also another reason why I brought them to church is like, I really do care about my friends. Yeah. You know, friends are very important to me. So what I did, uh, I just very, really care about the well-being of my friends. Right. So I, and like church for me is like the perfect place to change your well-being. Yes, definitely. Especially for me when I came here for the first time, I already loved being here. Everyone was so nice. And I, yeah, I, I already got interested in going to church like a, a, more often. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like church is a very good place to reset your well-being from bad to good, Mm. or even from good to perfect. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Wow, that's great advice. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. We are so proud of you guys. And we are yeah. very thankful for what youth is doing. You guys are just awesome. Yeah, yes. that's good. I think, I think the, the thing with Quincy is I love his passion for the house and, and for, for the people around him, his yeah. friends. And I think sometimes our world is so busy and we are going and running around uh, that we forget to take care of our, the well-being of our friends. Right. And, we've, and I, I think the passion, where, how you talk about church, I think I want to, have what, I want to do the same thing. Yes. You really challenge me now. <laughs> so to, to, I, will, I will do it. I will do it, Quincy. <laughs> Thank you, Quincy. Wow. It's so inspiring to hear youth talk about God and, and church, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm 30. I'm not always doing that. That's, yeah, wow. I'm wow. almost 40. <laughs> so, <laughs> God bless you. Stop it. Okay, so now. So we, we talked about inviting friends, um, but then we thought we need to have an example in our church uh, of people who are in, invited in our church and then are staying and plans it and yeah. doing a lot of things. <laughs> so can you tell the story of, of Fabricia? Yeah, Fabricia so is there. Hello. Oh. oh, yes, here am I. So this is a story about Fabricia, well, Fabricia and Els. Els, she is a part of C3CAS, and we have a picture of them on the screen. And um, so Fabricia came into our church uh, on a very interesting way because we... Um, we used to um, give away toys in uh, Morgester, where your, your daughter was uh, going to school. And uh, Fabrizio, she had all the stuff and wanted to, to give money yeah. for it, right? Yeah, she, she did not have a church yet. And she thought, I want to give money to a church, even if I, I'm not in a church. This is the way I ca how I can give money. Yes. And then she saw Peter. And Peter said, no, I don't want your money. Just take it for free. And she could not accept that. She said she felt ashamed. <laughs> but then they had a conversation. He gave the business card of our church to Fabricia. Fabricia came in. And now she is here for three years already. Yeah, it's been a while. She's then, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I will, I will read out the part um, of Els. So she wrote something. And that's a... A acquaintance of, uh, of Fabrizio. So here it goes. There was a moment in my life where I could not function anymore. Too long I had pushed away trauma and after years of struggling and after the death of my father in 2009, I stopped working. The chronicle disease meant for me that I could not bear loss of noise and people. And because of me being in a scoop mobile meant for me that, I, that it was difficult to travel to church. My world became very small. Every, I was home alone every day. Uh, it was necessary, but not nice. Because of social media, I kept in contact with friends. One of my friends lived really close to me, and when I was visiting her, I met Fabrizia. Fabrizia was uh, moved from Brazil with her family, and she could not talk Dutch yet, and her English was, uh, really diff uh, English was very difficult for her. But Fabricia was brave and asked her friend if I could help her with, with uh, learning English. 
Fabrizia came to my house and we were practicing um, her English, uh, speaking and writing, and I saw her getting more confident. It was so special to help her with this. It, for me, it was just a little thing to do, and I saw that it has such a great impact on her life. She could function so much better now in the com community. I loved it that I could serve God by helping her in speaking English. Fabricia became to know me more and more and understood my dilemma to have the desire to come to church, but um, were not simply not able to not able to because of too much stimulus. At a certain moment, Fabrizia contacted me. Um, on a Friday morning, uh, we have a lunch in our church, she told me. There was something I could try, and I did. I went, and I knew immediately that this was what I needed. They also spoke English. At this Friday morning service, um, there were also people who don't speak English, but that doesn't matter. Now I am settled and I'm coming for a couple of months. They all know that I will try, my, uh, that I will do my best to come, but that I sometimes not able to, to because of my health. It's beautiful to see how hard, how hard people in C3 are working to get all this happening. Also the clothing market every first Friday of the month. It is a special experience to know that I was embraced by so many people of C3 and that they show the love of Jesus so beautifully. Ah, that's beautiful, right? Yes, so special. This is church, like embracing people who are feeling alone, do not have hope, um, having the connections going, not only be in church, but also be the church outside. Yeah. So um, I love that. So what we, we are now going to do is we are going to hand over the mic to Pastor Steve. Yes. Because this was the year of the River of Life. And we want to see, we want to hear what he thinks, how we uh, look back on this year. And I think he will let the river of life flow here. Yes. So um, I will, we will give it over to you, Pastor Steve. Give Pastor Steve a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. How good is it listening to stories? Doesn't it move you? Every one of those stories is, uh, represents multiple others of that type, people who have come to Christ because of a friend inviting them or uh, someone finding their confidence because of Christ. Quincy, you're a legend. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to get up after that story. That would have um, been tricky to follow. Uh, but I, uh, I want to just let you know how much it moves Lisbon and I to hear your stories, uh, to know that what's going on in this place transforms lives. There's nothing more motivating for us in what we do than to hear how it's affecting you and transforming you. It's, it's what we live for. So keep the stories rolling. It means a lot. Don't ever think your story is insignificant. It's significant in every possible way. And it, it, uh, hearing your story motivates others to know that they have a story to tell. Uh, and that story is significant for them. Thanks, Nico. Um, so I thought I'd just share with you uh, a scripture that I started the year with. Uh, every year I say, God, what is the word for this year? What do you want us to pursue? And uh, I tend to get, around about November each year, I get pretty, pretty much living in the following year already. So just to warn you, uh, next Sunday, I've been living for January already since November this year. So we will not just be gently rolling into 2020. 
just just letting you know that today is the day to uh, to roll, to cruise, to to be refreshed. But as of next Sunday, we're hitting the road running. I've been dreaming this day. I've been living this day for several weeks already. So we're going to be talking about taking our city and occupying it through prayer. We're going to be talking about empowering you to be pastors to your street. We're going to be talking about having a group in every neighborhood. So that's the month of January. It's not a Vision Sunday. It's a Vision Month. We're going to be unfolding hope on every street, which we've not yet done really. We've been using the phrase, but not yet unfolded it. So uh, I'll be doing that. Uh, for the next three Sundays, which will be live-streamed in our mirror, so we'll have all our locations together for three Sundays of the start of the year uh, so that we can kick off as one church. But I started the year with this scripture. I want to read it to you. Um, they're going to preach the shortest message you've ever heard me preach. Uh, and uh, Thanks, honey. Um, that was a wow light. Please preach more. Yeah. Good. Um, Ezekiel chapter 47, Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Uh, I'm, I've, I've, I've shortened it because I had 40 minutes to preach this at the beginning of the year, uh, and I've got less time. 47, verse Or how many of you would like to stay a little longer? All right, it will be 10 minutes. I love you. You're, you just say it as it is. So direct. But I now have skin as thick as an elephant's skin. It's taken me 15 years to develop since moving to the Netherlands. My heart is still soft, just to warn you. But my thin skin is thick. I can cope with it. Just continue to be direct. I love knowing where I stand. I just wasted another minute of my message. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the temple faced east. They want me to finish quick, so skip to verse 8. This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down toward the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, that is the salty, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms, everyone say swarms. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. We've got the picture of a temple. We've got a picture of water flowing from the altar, the throne in the temple. We've got a picture of that river flowing out of the east gate. That's significant why it's the east gate. And it flows toward the Dead Sea. This water from the temple is fresh. It's alive. It's, it's got every quality in it that is miraculous. It brings death. It brings life. Uh, dead things alive. It brings that which couldn't have been made possible, possible. Uh, if I was to read the whole passage, you'd realize there were trees lining the river. The leaves of the trees are for healing, not just of the fish, but of the nations. This is a picture of the extraordinary presence of God flowing out of the temple. It's an incredible picture. And that's what we cast the year with at the start of the year. We wanted to see the river of life flowing through us into our communities. Since then, we've started new, uh, uh, new um, expressions of our community, as we talked about earlier. We've seen, um, we've started our encounters weekends, and we've seen a move of God happen. People healed, and in fact, the one we had at the beginning of December was so powerful. 
just seeing people set free, healed and delivered was an amazing thing. We're committed to that. We're committed to a move of God, not just in our lives, but to our community. So three things I've noticed that uh, the river of life has done that has meant something to us and that we've observed in your lives. The first is this, and that is community. It says the fish swarmed. It didn't say that there were a few fish, a pocket here and a pocket there, one over here and one hiding behind a rock over here. It said they swarmed together. What I love about our church, and this is why I particularly like coming to my church, is it's a community. It's a family. I was just talking to someone uh, just before church, and he said they'd been looking for a church for five years, but couldn't find a family, couldn't find a church that was an expression of community. And so I, I reinforced that thought with him. I said, that's exactly what we are. Church must be family. It can't, be a, it can't just be a service. It can't be a performance. It can't just be a theological statement. It, it can't be just any of those things. If it's not a family, we've missed the heartbeat of God for his world. And that is people are isolated. People are living alone and we're called to be the family of God. And this year I've seen that more than ever before. Uh, and not just in formalized ways. Uh, and we do it formally very well. Uh, after church, you'll be fed with olibolin and, and I don't know what else, but probably not a lot else because we exhausted all the catering over Christmas. Uh, but we do that so well. The, the, the connect and the fun and the laughter and the, and, the, and the hanging out in groups. and We do that so well. But what I love seeing is how you've been inviting each other out at Christmas, for instance. So-and-so hasn't got anyone to celebrate Christmas with, so you've invited them over for dinner. Uh, and that is happening organically all of the time. That's the one of the many positive things about social media. I can keep track of your, your normal, as much as social media can be normal, life. And uh, I see you hanging together. I see you being community together. I see you doing life as a family together. That is part of the river of life swarming. Everyone say swarming. Swarming together. The other thing I noticed is this. The river came from the very heart of the temple. It flowed out of the presence of God. And I see your devotion to Jesus growing all of the time. And that, quite honestly, is probably the most important thing. Not probably, is the most important thing. And it excites Lisbon and I to see how your love for Jesus grows all of the time. You're not constant. You're not satisfied with just a certain plateau in your spiritual life. You want to keep moving forward. You, you have a love for worship. You have a love for His Word. You have a love for being discipled and discipling others. We love you for that. We love the fact that you want to keep growing, that you're devoted to Jesus, not just to his people. Both those things are important. And finally, the probably what we live for most is, is that we're devoted to the communities around us. And the river of life is meant to be flowing into their world. The reason why the temple, the, the reason why the river was flowing out of the east gate of the temple is because that faced the Dead Sea. And the river flowed to the Dead Sea. The fresh, living, miraculous presence of God had to get to the Dead Sea where there was no life, where there was only death, 
Whenever you read about the sea in the Bible, it's a picture of lost humanity. Our lives are lived for that. The reason we give time for the moving of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is so that we get reminded that we're filled for a reason. That the direction our lives face is important and it does count. That we face lost humanity. We face people around us in our communities. I, I love what Quincy said. He says, I actually care for my friends. What a thought that we would actually love our neighbors. I mean, love our neighbors. That we'd actually love the people we work with, even the ones that we don't like, that we would love them and feel like we care for them, that we would let the river that's in us, the power of the Holy Spirit in us flow into their world. And here's the most intriguing part. If you're feeling intimidated by that thought, that the only city in the ancient, in the ancient world that had, did not have a river flowing through it was Jerusalem. You'll know from your geography that nearly every major city is built uh, by the sea or, or by a river for trading purposes, for travel purposes, because when those cities were built, that was the only way to get around. Amsterdam, classic example. London, classic example. You go on and on. Jerusalem was not. What was the one city that God decided to give Ezekiel a vision about a river to? It was Jerusalem. The very city you would say that would be impossible, that would be a disadvantage. He chose that city to say from here would flow the river of life. And if you're feeling today like, well, I don't have the confidence. My life is a disadvantage. I feel like the weak person in the gang. I'm telling you today that what you see as a disadvantage, what you see as weakness, God will turn into his advantage and his strength because it's him that flows through you. He's not leaving you as you are. We're not going into 2020 with 2019 capabilities. We're going into 2020 with fresh anointing, with fresh advantage in the presence of God, with fresh benefits that the Holy Spirit wants to deposit into us. And so as we close this year, I want to pray for you. So could we just stand to our feet as we draw this to a close? I want us to know that we go into a new year not in our own strength alone. You may look back at 2019 going by gosh that was my toughest year actually I'm not heading into 2020 with any advantage at all I, 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 I dare to differ with you it was Chelsea I think you said it that she learned to know that even in a weakness that could be the most amazing moment for the grace and glory of God to do something in her life and that's true of all of us I'm only here today because not of my strengths, not of my natural born strengths, but because I've had to wrestle with God through my weaknesses. And it's actually in that that I've discovered God more than in anything else. It's that that I've found His grace more than in any other area of my life. And so it's as we do that, as we go into next year, knowing that He shines through the brokenness, He shines through the cracks, He shines through and despite of your weaknesses. And He's turning you into the most powerful force the most powerful force this community needs well thank you for listening today I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with
with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been, you've been moving away from him. And today I want to invite you to come back to him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.